0: Good evening. It's Wednesday night. Usually we celebrate Wednesday night. We also pray for our our missionaries. And I ask you to do so. Don't forget our missionaries. Uh, they're on our front lines. That's for sure. And I uh, wanted to make sure we take a time to pray right now. Would you pray with me? Lord, just asking you, dear Lord, with all of our hearts bonded together, We pray, dear Lord, for our missionaries scattered throughout the world. Please, Lord, we pray for their protection, for their usefulness. Take care of they and their families. We pray, Lord. Thank you. We ask you to bless tonight's Bible study. And Lord, out there among us, there are those who are hurting and ailing physically and mentally. Please, dear Lord, take care of them as well. In Jesus' name, amen. I ask you to be ready in John chapter seven and Ecclesiastes three and Matthew 24. I will, I will, uh, give you just a moment. I envision you hope that you are having, uh, your Bibles open there in front of you that you might follow along and maybe even mark something that means a lot to you for, for further study. It was said to me this, this week we sure have a lot of time on our hands time and uh, it's just part of it's just part of our life right now there's a lot of time some people talk about getting bored other people are going crazy because they they are doing so much at home uh, trying to keep the kids busy and keep them from being too bored but I wanted to speak to you tonight about this topic of time, I want to begin reading in chapter 7 verse 1, John chapter 7 verse 1. After these things Jesus walked in Galilee, for he would not walk in Judea because the Jews sought to kill him. Now the Jews' Feast of Tabernacles was at hand. The Feast of Tabernacles is all about tents living in pup tents little larger maybe but tents you see it's it's a commemoration of when the forefathers their forefathers lived in the desert for some 40 years and they lived in tents and they didn't want that to be forgotten 40 years some and it was the 1400 years BC when they when they uh, were able to stop that so we see this Feast of Tabernacles and it was a great feast almost like one of our common day fairs and uh, only this would last for eight days living in tents well Jerusalem's going to be celebrating and uh, Jesus, is, is going to go, but not not when his disciples and, and brethren want him to go, if you'll read with me in verse 3. His brethren, therefore, said to him, Depart from here and go to Judea. Now, this is not his disciples. This is his brothers and sisters uh, that are saying, Why don't you go to Judea? Brothers. I didn't know Jesus had brothers, you might say. It is a common misnomer to believe that Jesus was the only son of Mary and Joseph, of Mary. And I I wanted real quickly to mention he had he had brothers and sisters, and they didn't believe in him not yet. In Mark chapter six, verse three we read Isn't this the carpenter? The son of Mary. The brother of James, Jose, Judah, and Simon. Are not these his sisters here with us? And they were offended at him. Jesus, a carpenter. Among the ancient Jews, every father was instructed to do four things for his son. To circumcise him, to redeem him, make sure he got saved, to teach him the law, the Old Testament books of the Bible, and to teach him a trade, something something to make a living from. Notice the following saying, they who don't teach their child to work, it's as if they taught them to rob. Robbery. Wow. Again, verse three, his brethren, therefore, said to him, depart from here and go to Judea, that thy disciples may see the works that you do. For there is no man that does anything in secret, and he himself seeks to be known openly. If you do these things, show thyself to the world, for neither did his brethren believe in him. Now. Sometimes we get advice from people. It's well meant. But just because a mother, a father, a sister, a brother gives us advice doesn't mean we have to take it, especially when it's contrary to the Word of God. His, his brethren, brothers and sisters, are saying, why don't you go off to J- Jerusalem for the big party, the eight days of living in a tent, all the feasting they do. And he did not do that. I want to talk about his main brother, the one that became the most useful, the most famous. His name was James. Now, if you were listening on, on Sunday morning, Pastor Rodney talked about the disciple James. James and John, sons of thunder. But this is a different James. This James is the half-brother of Jesus. He was included in that, in that earlier uh, passage. Isn't this the carpenter son of Mary, brother of James, Jose, Judah, and Simon? Four brothers. And are not his sisters here with us? We don't know how many, how many daughters Mary had. But we do know they had more children other than Christ. So, about James, he got saved later. Watch James 1:19. But of the other apostles saw I none except James, the Lord's brother. This is the apostle Paul. He came to Jerusalem to give a report on his on his missionary journeys, and he met with James, the Lord's brother. Now this James had a special, special appearance. Watch First Corinthians fifteen seven. After that, after Jesus had resurrected, he, Jesus, was seen of James, and then of all the apostles. Now, I didn't want to take all the time to go to Acts chapter fifteen, when it it shows us that this James, half brother, half brother of Jesus became all the apostles' pastor. He became pastor to all of the apostles. He became the pastor of the Jerusalem church, huge church, over 3,000. So I want to go back now. Jesus' reply, James 7, 6. Jesus says to them, his brethren, My time is not yet come. My time is not yet come. Wasn't his time to do what they suggested. It wasn't, he's not accountable to them to take their advice. And he said, not yet. Notice, not yet. But your time is always ready. Anytime you want to go, go. There are those who can come and go as they please. But those whose time is filled up with duty will often find themselves stretched and even stressed. That's how some of us tend to feel even now in this pandemic. And they have not yet time for that which others can do any time. Christ, who knows all men, And all things knew that the best and most proper time for him to visit the feast would be in the middle of the feast. Verse 7, Jesus said, the world cannot hate you, but me it hates. Because I testify of it, that the works thereof are evil. It is better to incur the world's hatred by preaching and testifying against its its wickedness, than to gain its goodwill by going down the stream with it. So, verse 8, he says, go to the feast. I go not yet up to the feast. My time is not fully come. My time is not fully come. I'd like to talk to you about time for a moment. If you want, take this moment to turn to Ecclesiastes, chapter chapter 3, written by probably the wisest man that ever lived, Solomon. But in Ecclesiastes, we see see a very famous passage of Scripture. Ecclesiastes, chapter 3, verse 1, talking about time now. Seems like we have a lot of it right now. Ecclesiastes 3 1, to everything there is a season. Seems like we're having a very cold season here in May, but to everything there is a season and a time to every purpose under the sun. There's a time to be born, there's a time to die, a time to plant, a time to pluck up that which is planted. There's a time to kill in self-defense of ourselves and of our family and of our country it's permitted for us to kill sometimes it's kill or be killed sometimes it's kill or or they will kill us or ours a time to kill there is a time to heal a time to break down and a time to build up there's a time to cry There's a time to laugh. There's a time to mourn. There's a time to dance. A time to cast away stones. A time to gather stones together. There's a time to embrace. A time to refrain from embracing. There's a time to get. And a time to lose. There's a time to keep, and a time to cast away, a time to rend or tear, then there's a time to sow, a time to keep silence, a time to speak out. There's a time to love, a time to hate, a time of war, a time of peace. I give that to Ecclesiastes chapter 3 again. Back in our original scripture, John chapter 7 verse 8, he says, You go to the feast. I go not up yet to this feast, for my time is not fully come. When he said these words to them, he stayed still in Galilee. Now, remembering that Galilee was... uh, the home county of Nazareth. He might even be having some special time with mom. But he stayed there for a few days. He would not be influenced by those who advised him to seek honor for men. And again, I point this out to you. When somebody gives you advice, weigh it carefully, especially before you You act on it. What they might be sharing with you might come with a great deal of weight because of who they might be. But you cannot take every piece of advice from even loved ones and friends and, and from very close Christian friends. Everybody is different and sees things different and will advise different. Be careful. There is... There is peace in a multitude of counselors. There is wisdom in a multitude of counselors. In verse 10, but when his brethren were gone, were gone up, that means they went to Jerusalem, then went he up to the feast also, but not openly. He went as in secret. I don't know that he wore a costume. I don't know if he wore a big hood. I don't know how he went, but it does say he was he went in secret. He went to the feast because it was an opportunity of honoring God, which is why we even have church services. It's an opportunity to honor and worship God together with other Christians of like faith. It was an opportunity of to honor God and do good. But he went up in secret. Because he would not provoke his enemies. Jesus was not looking for an overt confrontation. No matter where he went, he got that. The very people he came to help were the people that hated him most. Wow. when the work of god can be done effectively it is best done when done with the least noise i uh, i know a lot of people that like to do good things but they like to do it noisily blowing a trumpet drawing attention upon themselves be careful do good but don't when you can don't cause a lot of noise Back in verse 8, Jesus had said, My time is not yet come, but you go on without me. I have some life principles here I want to share with you. Life principles. If Jesus isn't there, neither will I be there. Jesus is at my side 24-7. And... I especially feel his presence in these times, these these pandemic times. But he's at my side, and if I have to leave him somewhere else so I can go here and do this and do this and do this, something he wouldn't approve of, I'm not going to do that. If Jesus isn't there, neither will I be there. If the presence of Christ goes not with us, then why go? Then why go? I let that settle on your heart for a moment. What would Jesus do? I have life principles here. What would Jesus do? We must do it too. What would Jesus say? We must say it too. Where would Jesus go? We must go there too. Hmm. My time is not yet come, he said. Well, his time finally came. They hung him on a cross. He died. He resurrected. It was on the earth 40 days. His time finally came. But... Oh, don't leave Him there. There is more of His time coming when He'll come back in the clouds. I want to read to you a very famous passage of Scripture from Matthew 24, verse 40. Matthew 24 is all about the future and prophecies and all. And Jesus is doing the speaking. Then shall two be in the field, One will be taken, the other left. 41, two women shall be grinding at the mill or the factory. The one will be taken, the rapture, the other left. Verse 42, Jesus says, Watch therefore, for you know not what hour your Lord does come. But know this, that if the good man of the house had known in which watch Which time of the night the thief would come, he would have watched and would not have allowed his house to be broken into. Verse 44, Therefore, be also ready, for in such an hour as you think not, the Son of Man will come. His time is coming as well, a future time. What about our time? King David wrote this. My times are in thy hand. Deliver me from the hand of mine enemies. We might apply this today to our our COVID-19. Deliver me from the hand of my enemies and from them that persecute me. My times are in his hands. Let that be something for us to think about when we get all sad and depressed and sorry and oh, woe is me. Oh, I wonder if I shouldn't have even been born. No. Our times. These times. And you were chosen for such a time. For this time. I remember studying the book of Esther. The book of Esther during the time in which the Israelites had been captured, taken back to Babylon, enslaved, there had been a beauty contest. And this Esther, a Jewish girl, uh, older girl, must have been so beautiful because her beauty outshone all the other women. Now, those of you that are, are pretty be careful how you use your prettiness those of you that are beautiful you didn't do that god did it use your beauty for god and that's what esther did she joined the beauty contest and she won but watch this in esther 4:14 and who knows whether you are come to the kingdom for such a time as this. Who knows if you and I have come have come to this world for such a time as this. We have loved ones and friends that are struggling. While they're struggling, let us again introduce Christ into their life. While they're struggling, let us be useful to those who are unsaved or troubled. At the same time, we have extra time now. Let us use it more productively. Some other time some other time. there will be a time when we will regret not using this time for the good of the kingdom. What about Christ? In a moment. Is he coming? In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump. For the trumpet shall sound, and the dead shall be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. Yeah, there's more time with Jesus coming. It's not over. It's future. Most of it is future. Does it sound like you have all the time in the world? Or first thessalonians five two, for yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so comes as a thief in the night. Second Peter three verses ten and eleven, but the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, in which the heavens shall pass away with a great noise. And the elements shall melt with fervent heat. The earth also and the works that are there shall be burned up. Verse 11. Seeing then that all these things shall be dissolved. What manner of persons ought we to be in holy conversation and lifestyle? And as I said last week, conversation. our—that's our That's our... Our lifestyle, the way we the way we live in all holy conversation, and then it goes in godliness. How are we supposed to live? Live like Jesus would. What Jesus would do, what Jesus would say, where Jesus would go, that's godliness to live those ways. Seeing these things will happen. They're going to happen. Let us us redeem our time let us make this time useful to the kingdom of God Ephesians 5 15 says see then that you walk circumspectly that means on the straight and the narrow not as fools but as wise then it says this and I say this to you redeeming the time because the days are evil. Wow. But as wise, it said, saying then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise people. Be wise about how you spend your time. 2 Timothy 2.15 I challenge you, use this time to study. Study to show thyself approved unto God. Studying the word of God. Studying the God of the word. Study to show thyself approved to God. A workman that needs not be ashamed. Rightly dividing the word of truth. Rightly dividing the word of truth. If you're not studying for yourself Anybody can come in and tell you anything and everything and give you advice, bad advice. Be careful. Study to show thyself approved unto God. One other thing about time. Time is a love language. When I say that, many people know about the love five love languages. Time is a way we use to tell people we love them, it's one of the ways that we can show people that we love them by spending the time with them, making them feel valuable. If we're not giving time our time to others, we're making them feel like they're not valuable. Be careful with that with your spouses, with your children, spending time together. Susanna Wesley raised, I think it was nine boys. All of them became statesmen or pastors, ministers. And she did that back in the 1700s. Now, what was her secret? Her secret was once a week, she took each son for a walk. A one-hour walk. And she she gave them her time in a time when there was no electricity, no running water, but she made it a point to give her children her time, showing them how valuable they are. Now, time is a love language, I said. But point this out to you. What if... It's God's love language too. What if by spending time with Him and in His Word, we are saying how much we love Him? Just a thought. If God's love language is time, and I I just close with this last thought again. Esther 4.14 Who knows whether you are come to this kingdom, come to this time for such a time as this. Redeeming the time for the days are evil. Redeeming the time, using the time, doing projects in the house that you wouldn't normally do. Doing, doing things with, other, well, for others that you wouldn't normally do, redeeming the time with work projects and with your devotions, giving Jesus your time in, in the Word and studying the Word of God and in prayer, in prayer time. Also says you love Him. Redeem the time. Let us pray. Lord Jesus Christ, oh God with all my heart, I pray there might be someone here that will hear this message and that it might light their fire to give you more of their time daily, to allow that time to develop that relationship, that they might become more useful and more godly, more loving to you. Thank you, Lord. Please meet these needs. Please, Lord. Please, Lord. Give us wisdom how to use this time. In Jesus' name.